Thank you for that which you know how to do best. Thank you for your passion. Thank you for your will that you are opening up in our midst. Lord, I ask, O oh God Almighty, this evening as I minister, help me, Lord, to bring clarity here and there as you will, help, as you will lead me and guide me in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord, to help many people to understand what we are saying and to be able to walk with the truth, the light that they are able to lay hold on in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. To speak as I ought to speak. In Jesus' name. God, I exalt you. I ask for utterance. I ask for grace. I ask that you anoint me, O God. Without you, Lord, I can do nothing. I ask for grace this afternoon to help me. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, we thank God for this year's um, theme, the father and his son. The father and his son. His son. Uh, when we talk about the father, we are talking about somebody who begets. Somebody who begets. Somebody who gives birth. But like a Pastor Jeff was saying yesterday that being a father goes beyond just giving birth. A father raises, a father nurtures, a father builds. Praise the Lord. So, but we, here we are talking, we're not talking about a physical father. We are talking about a father of spirits, a father who is a spirit, a father of spirit. And while I was, you know, waiting, just waiting in my heart, what the Lord will have me say, the direction he will have me go. I found this scripture quickened in my heart. This scripture quickened in my heart. That is John chapter 5, verse, uh, from verse I'll read from verse, um, let me see a convenient place to read from. Uh, verse um, 20 is a long read, but it, for clarity, let's read from verse 20. Uh, for the, the father loveth the son, the father loveth the son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. The father loveth the son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. He showed the son all things that he's doing. And he will show him greater works than this, that ye may marvel. Verse 21. What does the father do that he's showing the son? The father does something. And he's showing the son the things that he is doing. And you know the son said, I can of myself do nothing. What I see my father do, that I also do. So the father is doing something and he's showing the son what he is doing. And the son also is doing what the father is doing. The father is doing something. Now verse 21 now tells us, okay, that verse 19, let's read that verse 19. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself. 
But what he seeth the Father do, for what things soever he doeth, this also doeth the Son likewise. So the Son does nothing except what he sees the Father. He now said, For the Father loveth the Son, verse 20, For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And he will show himself him greater works than this, that ye may marvel. Now verse 21. For as the Father raised the dead, are you seeing what the Father is doing? <laughs> this is the work of the Father. As the Father raised the dead and quickened them, even so the Son quickened whom he will. Are you seeing their job? In uh, Romans, they describe God as he, God, who quickened the dead. God, who quickened the dead. And colored those things that be not as though they were. God quickened that is, 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 is a quickener. He's a quickener. So Jesus Christ is describing the Father as one who said what the Father does. He doesn't, he, on himself, by himself he can do nothing. But what he sees his father doing, that he does. And he's now going to tell us what the father does. He quickeneth. He quickeneth the dead. Give me that uh, John that we are reading. For as the father raised up, raised up the dead, he raised up the dead and quickeneth them. Even so the son quicken whom he will. Verse 22. For the father judged no man, but committed all judgments unto the son. So the son quickens by judgment. So the son quickens by judgment. So the father committed judgment to the son so that he can give those judgments to people. And those judgments, they are, they are actually thoughts of life. They are laws of life he said thou shalt quicken me by your commandment for your commandments are life everlasting so the son to quicken the dead he will give judgment to the dead so the judge the dead can come to life and that is what the father committed to the son for the father judged no man but had committed all judgment unto the son yes Yes, the next verse, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which hath sent him. Now, very, very early, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life. Now, his words communicate judgments. His words communicate commandments. His words communicate life. Hallelujah. Life, the, the, the laws of life. Don't forget, the father is doing something. And he showed to the son. He showed to the son so that the son can also do what the father is doing. And he ex explained to us what the father is doing is that he's raising the dead and he's quickening them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now the son came into that ability to quicken because the son also was quickened by the father. Let's see. Let's see. Verily, verily, I say unto you that heareth my word and believed on him that sent me hath everlasting life. 
and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. In this season, God will be quickening us. A lot of people will be passing from death unto life because we are going to be hearing the voice of the Son. We will hear the voice of the Son. We will honor the To honor the Son is to obey Him, is to obey the Son. To honor the Son, the only way you don't, you don't lift up your hand and say, Lord, I honor you, Jesus, I honor you. No, the only way you can honor Him is to hearken to His voice, what He says. So, so that men, we, we honor the Son as they have honored the Father. Now, verse, that all men, yes, verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is come, and now is when the dead shall, when the dead shall hear the voice of God, and they that hear shall do what? They shall live. Why? Because the voice of God communicates the laws of life, the judgments of life. The understanding of life. The voice. Voice communicates commandments. The Bible says in Hebrew, Hebrew chapter, is it chapter 12? He said they could not obey that which was commanded. So they had this voice. That voice was communicating commandments to them. But they could not obey that commandment. They could, the Bible said they could not obey that which was commanded. How were they being commanded? Through the voice. Through the voice. Hallelujah. Amen. So the voice that was coming was communicating to them commandments of life. Amen. So when you hear that voice, says Hebrew chapter 3, it says, When you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Now, why don't we? Should we not harden our hearts? Because that voice is carrying something precious. It's carrying life in it. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to hearken to his voice. Because his voice carries commandments of life. Thou shalt quick. It is a when a season of being quickened. We are not just hearing revelations now. We are, we are engaging laws of life. Loss of quickening, loss of everlasting life, so that we can be quickened. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So he said, I said, the eye is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Yes. Verse 26. Yes. This was what the Lord quickened in my heart. This verse. He quickened this verse in my heart when I was thinking of which direction to follow for as the father had life in himself hallelujah Amen. so we are in the business of life as the father had life in himself so had he given to the son to have life in himself the father and his son what is common to them is life that they share the father and his son. What is common to them is that the two of them are entities of life. They are entities of life. They are in a union, in a communion, a deep one that can never be broken because of life that they share. Hallelujah. So the communion they are bringing to us, that they want to bring us into, is a communion of life. They want to make us life entities. As the father has life in himself, so had he given to the son to have life in himself. Next, yeah, semicolon. 
and had given him authority to execute judgment also. To execute, how do you execute judgment? Is it by telling you you are guilty, you go to hell, you are damned, you, you mm -mm, execute judgment is to give judgment to men. To give judgment to men. To give judgment because he is the son of man. To execute judgment is to give judgment. Hallelujah. Amen. For the purpose of what? Of giving life. For the purpose of quickening. For the purpose of raising. Hallelujah. So what, when we are talking about the father and his son, we are talking about what makes them unique. What defines them. What defines them is their life. The life that they share. The father there is the God the God of our Lord Jesus Christ is referred to the Father as the Father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is eternal life. Hallelujah. Now he said, what defines him, what defines God is the life that he has. He said, this is the true God, even eternal life. This is the true God, talking about our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, this is the true God, even what? Eternal life. So when you want to talk about the true God, their essence, the essence of the true God is eternal life. Now the father had eternal life in himself. And he had given to the son to also have eternal life. The father had life in himself. The father had life. When you talk about fathers, Father, there, are, there is the heavenly father. Our Lord Jesus Christ also became a father. Hallelujah. Because in Hebrew, Hebrew, in the book of Hebrew, we saw the activity of the high priest as a father. The one who, tra who trains, the one who raises, the one who rebukes, the one who teaches. Hallelujah. That we must obey him. Amen. 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 So the essence of... Of that fellowship between the father and the son is the life that they share. Now he said, as the father had life in himself, so had he given to the son to also have life in himself. So at some point, Jesus Christ was giving life. The same life that was in the father. Now, the, the, the issue of Jesus coming into life has a lot to do with us as human beings. Because Jesus Christ in the beginning was God. In his eternal past, he didn't need to be given life by the Father because in him was life. John chapter 1 tells us that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was nothing made that was made. In him, in him, was life and the life was the light of men in him was life. so the son he was not a son in the beginning he was god in the beginning but we know that he became flesh and he emptied himself of every essence of godhood he emptied himself of every essence of godhood the the world was made flesh and dwelt among us. He was made flesh. And dwelt among us. 
the word was made flesh. The Bible says he was made a little lower than the angels for the sufferings of death. So angels have their a type of life, which is not the very life that is in God. So for him to be made a little lower than angels, it means that he, he, he gave up the essence of Godhood, which is the life that defines them. What defines them is that life. Hallelujah. And in this season, what God is trying to communicate to what has been coming to my heart from God's dealings and leadings and operations of the Spirit of God in my, in my heart is that we are coming to a place where nothing else will define us but life. We are coming to a place where the thing that will define us will be life. When you know that it is life that defines you, then you will be able to shun things that are not of life. You will, you will run away from things that will deny you of life. Because the life that is in God is what made him separate from his creation. Hallelujah. So the more life we acquire, the more separated we will be, the more exalted. The, when God is raising, God raises with life. Hallelujah. Amen. The more life you acquire, the more raising you have, the more ascension you have, the more exaltation you have. Hallelujah. So angels don't have the life of God. But the will of God is a man we have his life. That is the real intention of God. So the reason he sent his son and his son became flesh. And he now began to give the son life. The son became flesh. He was a little lower than the angels. Which means he had a life inside him that was lower than the life that angels have. Just like Adam. Adam was made a little lower than the angels. So the Bible says that angels are higher in authority than man. Why? Because of the, their essence, because of their make, because of the kind of life they possess. The authority of Adam in the garden was the kind of life he had, the living soul life. That gave him dominion over everything created. Gave him dominion over... So life gives authority. Life, the essence of dominion is life. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion. Now, you can't have dominion except you come into life. Measures of life. Dominion is in stratas and levels. Amen. So, Jesus Christ came, became flesh. And God, because of the desire of God to bring man to where he is. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have what? Dominion. Jesus Christ came a little lower than the angels, which means he, he, he had a life that is inferior to the angels. But what God had in mind is that man will come to the life to experience, to inherit the life that is in God. The life that is in God. That is God's intention. Give me uh, John chapter 6. He tells us what the will of God is. What the will of God is. John chapter 6. John chapter 6. Around verse um, 30, 34. 
35, 36. John chapter 6, 30. Aha. Be before then, give me 30, 36. 37. Thirty-eight. Aha! This is it. Are you seeing something? <laughs> the reason why he came down from heaven. He said, For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Somebody sent him. That person has a will. That is Jesus. He has the Father sent him. And the Father has a will. And he said, all I came down from heaven to do is to do the will of him. So the reason of him, the reason for him becoming flesh, for being made a little lower than the angels, is because the father had an intention. The father has a will inside him. His father had something he wanted to accomplish. He said, so give me that 38. For I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. The will of him that sent me. This is what I came to do. Let's look at that will. And this is the, the father's will which sent me. That of all whom he had given me, I should lose nothing. But should do what? Raise it up again at the last day. Are you seeing raising? The will of the father is for men to be raised. For men to be raised. And what they used to raise men is life. They don't use anything to raise man except life. Man, that man depreciated. Man became dust. Now, to, to raise dust, you begin to give man life. Verse 30, uh -huh. And this is the will of him that sent me. This is the will of him that sent me. That everyone which seeth the sun. Everyone which seeth the sun. Now, seeing the sun there. Is not seeing a vision of the sun. Is having an understanding, reading the laws that I now the sun here that they are talking about is the sun that has been glorified. Amen. Amen. The sun that has been glorified, the sun that has been quickened, the sun that has been begotten, and believeth on him may have everlasting life. Everyone that seeth the sun. Everyone that seeth the sun. Now, he said, I came to raise. He's now saying, this is the will. His will is for me to raise it up at the last day. And he's saying, this is the will. So raising is giving everlasting life. Everyone, and I will raise him up at the last day. Everyone that seeth the sun and believeth on him may have everlasting life and i will give me verse 39 again and this is the father's will which has sent me that all for all which he had given me i should lose nothing but raise it up again at the last day raise it up again at the last day how do i raise it up give me verse and this is the will of him that sent me that everyone that seeth the Son, seeth the Son, and believeth on him, may have everlasting life. 
and I will raise him up at the last day. This is the will of the Father. This is the will of the Father. To raise men. How does he raise men? By giving them everlasting life. How do they give them everlasting life? They will see the Son. Now, who is the Son? The Son is he whom the Father had given life to. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Father judges no man, but has committed all judgment to the Son. And he commanded the Son, execute judgment. Give this judgment. How did the Father give life to the Son? How did the Father give life to the Son? He committed judgment to the Son. The Father loved the Son that he gave him what? Committed all judgments to him. All judgments. Which means they are all things. He gave him judgment of all things. God. Judgment for the Father loved the Son and showed him all, him all things that he doeth. This is not it. And greater works he shall show him. Now, what I'm trying to say is that the, 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 our Lord Jesus Christ started his life from a little lower than the angel. Having the life of a little lower than the angel. Hallelujah. But the Father now raised him systematically. Systematically. How did he raise him? He was committing things to him. Things that pertain to life. The father raised him gradually. From being a little lower than the angels, he raised him at the end of the day. He made him so much better than the angels. As he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name. More excellent name, excellent nature. Than the angels. Hallelujah. Amen. A more excellent name than they. Now where, what I'm, where I'm going. Is that God is calling us. Into this same. Inheritance. Of life. That the son came into. That made him to come into fellowship. With the father. That made him to be one. With the father. I said I and my father. Are one. Why are they one? They are united in life. Something made them, everything the father is, the son came into it. Hallelujah. And the only way you can come into that is that you, obtain, you collect things that be of the father. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He said in John chapter 16, all things that the father had are mine. What does it mean to be mine? It means that they are my inheritance. They are my substances. They are the things that fabricated me. All things that the father had. So the father emptied himself into the son to make him a son. I'm talking about the making of the son that God wants to replicate inside us. The father and his son. What made the son the son is that he inherited everything the father has. The father has life in himself. The essence of the father is the life that he carries. 
And the purpose of the son coming is that he will give this life to man. He said, God has called us to the fellowship of his son. Who is his son? His son is he, the son of God, is he who has inherited all things God. Amen. 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 So first John chapter 1 that we have been reading is saying that there are some things that are responsible for fellowship with the father. He said our fellowship is with the father and his son. Our fellowship is with the father and his son. But there is something that is responsible for this fellowship. There are things, substances, the things that make for life. The things that make for give me first John chapter one, then I'll go to my main message. I'm just bringing an introduction. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard. Are you seeing hearing again? Which we have heard. How do we hear it? How did they hear it? The son spoke them to spoke these things to them. They heard them from the mouth of the son, which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Yes. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. The eternal life was with the Father. You know, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. That eternal life which was with the Father. Which we have seen. Which was manifested unto us. How did they manifest him? They manifest him through preaching. They manifest eternal life through preaching. Words. Words. Words of life. They said it. Let's see the next verse. That which you have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Now, his Son, Jesus Christ, came into fellowship with the Father by receiving life from the Father. He came into fellowship with the Father by receiving all the things that the Father had. So, the Son has been given an assignment, authority, to give this life to man. Said so this is the will of him that sent me. And that of all that he has given to me, I will lose none. But I shall raise them up. For the will of the Father is that whoever hears, sees the Son, Whoever sees the Son and believeth on him, we have, may have everlasting life. And he will raise him up. So the same thing God did to Jesus. He raised his Son by committing all things to him. Now all things that he committed to him are all judgments. All judgments, they are all the laws of life. Now, when he says all, it means that it can be measured. Is that not so? It can be measured. So the son received life in measure upon measure upon measure upon measure. The first life that Jesus received 
is a life that is called Christ. The raising of Jesus was in levels, in levels, in levels, in levels. So also our raising must be in levels. Amen. Amen. Give me Act, Act um, chapter 1 towards the end. For this same Jesus whom ye crucified as God made both Lord and Christ. Don't forget, where we are going is to come into fellowship with the Father. Now, that fellowship cannot be realized without the committing of substances of life. Substances of life, which are laws of life. Amen. 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 They don't for, they say, and this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son, seeth the Son. Who do we need to be seeing? The Son. Because when you see, Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen my father. <laughs> Why? If you have seen me, you have done what? You have seen my father. Why? Because the son is made up of the substances that made the father. The son is made up of things that made the father. Our Lord Jesus Christ in his true, in his real estate now is God. Is eternal life. Is also a father. Hallelujah. Amen. But he has a father. Amen. Amen. Who made him who he is? The father is a maker. The father is a raiser. The father is a builder. And how does he build? How does he raise? He raises by giving life. Jesus Christ did not deny the fact that he was made by the father. Say, all things that the Father had are mine. All things that the Father had are mine. That is, the Father had, what are the things that the Father had? The Father had life. Say, as the Father had life in himself. So when you want to say, what does the Father, he said, all things that the Father had are mine. And what did they say the Father has? The Father has life in himself. And so he has committed, so he has given to the Son, to have life in himself. So the things of God, the substances of God are actually life. But there are things that inform that life. Truths. Judgments. Judgments. So he was saying in John chapter 6, chapter 16, he said, when he, the spirit of truth, he's come, he will guide you into what? All truth. He will guide you. He will take of mine. He will take of mine and what and show to you he will take of mine and do what and show to you he now said all things that the father had are mine so what he calls mine are the substances of the father the things of the father that the father gave to him so those truths they are actually the truths that ministers life that gives life Without truth, you can't have life. I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Amen. Amen. So God has things. His things are what? His essence are truth. They are what? They are life. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going somewhere. So he said, how be, how be it when the spirit, he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all. Are you saying all? All. It takes all. 
It takes all. All things are of God. All things are of God. It takes all to make a son, to fully raise a man of eternal life, an eternal being. All of God must be given. He will guide into all truth, which means truths are in measures. Truths are what? In measures. For he shall not speak of himself. For whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak. And he will show you things to come. Yes. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, my essence, my essence, and shall show it unto you. Yes. All things that the Father had are mine. You see, he shall receive of mine, which means he shall receive of the things which the Father gave to me. The things which the Father used to make me. Mine are the things that formed me. Mine are my constitutions, the thing, my particles, my substances. You understand that when you bring them together, I am made. When, if you want to make a man like me, you have to give him those things that composed me, that formed me. So he said, those things he shall receive of mine, all things that the Father had are mine. So I am a product of the Father's things. Hallelujah. <laughs> I am a building of the Father. And what the Father used to build me is nothing less than what made him up. What raised the Father are the things they used to raise me. Substances. Yes. All things that the Father had are mine. Therefore, said, said I... That he shall take of mine and show it unto you. Are you seeing that? And show it unto you. Because you also must see what I have. Show to you. And then you believe them. You do them. Then you be raised. Like I was raised. And now he now tells what He said all, these, all things that the father had are mine. They are mine. All things that the father had are mine. Now he defined to us what the father had. In John chapter 5, as the father had life in himself. <laughs> so the father's possession is life. As the father had life in himself, so had he given to the son to have life in himself. All things that the father had are mine. So my substances are what? They are life substances. Amen. But there's a way they communicate that life. To us. Amen. Amen. There's a way they communicate that life to us. When they, what God wants to do is to raise us. Is to give us everlasting life. So that we can partake of eternal life. Amen. Because the, 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 the real life that defines God is eternal life. Everlasting life and eternal life. Hallelujah. And that is what they are calling us. Without, without that life, you can't come into fellowship. Without, so they give you everlasting life first. So you can come into the fellowship of the Father and the Son for the purpose of giving you eternal life. Amen. But like I said, God gave Jesus life in measures. They started by making, giving him the life called Christ. The life called Christ. The light in raising men, you raise them, they are raising us from the dust. 
Hmm? He brought me out of the merry clay. He set my feet on the rock to stay. He put a song in my mouth to sing. The song. So to, to bring us from the merry clay, when we got born again, our spirits got quickened from the dead. Our spirits became Christ. We had a life in us that is Christ. Praise the Lord. The Bible says we were quickened. You were, t and you had quickened. Who were what? Who were dead in trespasses and in sins. So we were quickened from the dead. In our spirits. So our spirit is life. Because our spirit became righteousness. Amen. Amen. Our spirits became righteousness. And the Bible says the spirit is life. Because of what? Righteousness. But the raising we are talking about here. Is the raising of the soul. A man is not truly raised. Until his soul has been raised. His soul has been given life. So after being quickened they, from the dead, they also want to quicken your soul. They want to give life to your soul. Now the life they want to give to the soul is eternal life. But the soul cannot comprehend the substances of eternal life. The soul cannot take eternal life. Because the soul is coming from a place where he is flesh. The soul is what? Is flesh. The soul is a child. There is a baby. The soul is carnal. He cannot comprehend things of everlasting life. So they have to gradually bring the soul out to raise the soul. I said when they want to raise you, they raise you by life. They give you life. So the first raising a soul comes to after we are true with milk. Don't ever get angry with me when I say people need milk. Yes, I see, I see every day in people deficiency of milk, symptoms of deficiency of milk. So they feed us with milk so that we can take knowledge. Whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? He that is weaned from milk and drawn from the breast. Praise the Lord. So anytime you see mommy preaching, mommy will always refer to milk. Because I see at times people talk a lot revelations, but in their real estate of their soul, they manifest childish carnal traits so freely. You know, we all have flesh to fight with. You understand? I don't argue with that. We all meet to have flesh too. But when you see somebody freely expressing fresh flesh without any shame, without any check, without any, you know that this person is lacking something somewhere. Freely expressing flesh. Everybody has, um, um, what is it called? Tendencies inside us. You understand? But with understanding, with knowledge that you have from Christ, you know how to put those tendencies down. Like Paul said, I bring my flesh down. 
I bring my flesh under, I put it in subjection. Lest after I have preached to others, I myself become what? A castaway. Not that you will go to hell, but you'll be disqualified from the inheritance. You'll be disqualified from the inheritance. So knowledge, what knowledge does to us is to be able to, is to make us to recognize flesh. The first knowledge we come across is the knowledge of Christ, which is a knowledge that actually takes us out of the merry clay from flesh. Christ takes you from carnality. Takes you from carnality. And how do they take you from carnality? When Christ is preached, I want to stay on this. When Christ is revealed, what is revealed about Christ are the laws that fabricated Christ. Spiritual laws. Revelation of Christ is revelation of the laws that framed him. Amen. And the reason for it is to also frame us. Framing you is taking you out of carnality, out of the dust, out of the merry clay. They make you, he said, he took me, he brought me out of the what? Of the merry clay. He brought me up also, out of an horrible pit, out of the merry clay, and set my feet upon a rock. And established my goings. Mary, the flesh is Mary clay. So he said, he brought me up. Also out. Up and out. Of an horrible pit. That is the flesh. And you know, it is, the flesh is not an ordinary life style. The lifestyle of the flesh is enforced by spirits. So it is power that takes, that puts men in flesh. It's a power. It's a power. The prince, Ephesians chapter 2, says, And ye are still quickened. And ye are still quickened, who were dead in trespasses, and in sins, wherein in time past, you are not getting it quickly. Let me go to my own. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1. And ye are ye quickened. I want us to grasp all these things. As many of us who cannot, who are not comprehending at a high level, you can comprehend this. If you are able to get this, then you can, it will be a springboard for you into other things of God. Amen. 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 And you had to quicken. That is talking about your spirit who were dead in trespasses and in sins. Wherein in time past ye walked. Ye walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. Are you seeing something? According. So that life, that, that flesh life is according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of it, of disobedience. It's a, it's a spirit that crafted that flesh life. And if a spirit crafted it, and you walk in it, then you are bound under their power. Hallelujah. So to come out of flesh is not an ordinary job. It takes another power 
to bring you out of flesh. That's why uh, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. The power of God. That power must operate in us. How does it operate in us? To bring us out of that curse of the world. Out of the hands of spirits. You know, Ken Hagin said something. He said, when you see an habit persists, he said spirits have been involved. The spirit charted that course. They charted a part of life, a lifestyle for men to walk in. And so they men become into bondage. So when God, when we got born again, we were not automatically delivered from these spirits. That is why when you are finished using milk, you are ready to take knowledge. And the first knowledge you can take is the knowledge of Christ. The, not, the reason for the knowledge of Christ is so that the laws that are in Christ Jesus will be revealed to you. And if you understand it and you walk in it, it will deliver you from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is a power of sin and death. Because every life has laws that controls it. So when you are able to lay hold on the law of a life, then you can lay hold on that life. So also, if you walk in the law of sin and death, you will die. Amen. So for God to raise us, the first raising is the raising of Christ. They open up Christ to us. There are laws that constitute Christ. There are laws that made up Christ. Christ is a raised person. He's a raised entity. He's a, he's, 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 he's a life. That is in God. That a carnal man can relate with. When a carnal man is done with milk. He that useth milk is a what? Is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. So a baby that has used milk well. Can begin to comprehend. That has graduated from milk. Can comprehend the word of righteousness. Which is the words of Christ. The words that can take you out of merry clay and set you on a rock. Set your feet on a rock. Amen. 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 That rock is Christ. Amen. Amen. So the way they bring us up out of the merry clay is by bringing to us the laws of Christ. The laws of Christ. The laws that fabricated Christ. They are laws of spirituality. The only way to turn a man from flesh to spiritual is by bringing Christ to, to be spiritual. To be spiritual, the church has misunderstood spirituality. To be spiritual is to be Christ-like. To be spiritual, and there are, there are things that are in Christ that will be taught. That you, 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 you can learn, you, Jesus Christ said, he said, you come and learn of me. E Ephesians chapter 4. He said, you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him. And you have been taught by him. As the truth is in Christ. There is a level, a measure of truth. That is in Christ. That we must learn. Praise the Lord. So when they, they are teaching us Christ. It's so that we can engage the laws. You don't know Christ until you know the laws that framed him up. Until you know the truth that is in him. He said, as the truth is in Christ, 
the truth that is in Christ is what they will use to raise you. Amen. Amen. So I'm not. So I I don't want us to just say, oh, you know, you learn Christ, learn Christ, learn Christ. Yeah, word of righteousness, word of right. What is word of righteousness? They are the words that made up Christ, the righteousness that is in Christ, the reason for that righteousness that is in Christ being taught you is so that you can be righteous. You can follow, you can yield to righteousness and then you can become holy. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So Christ needs to be taught us very well so that a formation, that formation is a raising. That formation is a building because you, you, you now get the life that is in Christ, by obeying the laws. Now, the Bible says in Ephesians, I mean, Romans chapter 8, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. Are you seeing that? After the, which means you can be in Christ Jesus and walk after the flesh. But after the spirit. Now, walking after the spirit is not speaking in tongues. I've seen people who speak in tongues and they can manifest, manifest flesh without apology. They speak the tongues of men and of angels together at the same time and get up and manifest flesh. So to walk in the spirit is a deliberate thing. Why did I say deliberate? The standard of the spirit is put before you. It is for you to decide to use your flesh and to use every day we are presented with those options flesh here spirit here what is spirit what is spirit who walk not under the flesh but after the spirit you know when we say spirit we become spooky about spirit he said walk after the spirit how do i walk after the spirit for the law of the spirit of life hallelujah Walking after the spirit is yielding to a law. The law of the spirit of life is in Christ. When I yield to the law of the spirit of life, that, is in, that law is in Christ. God put it there. God, that is how God raised him to be Christ. For it's a, that um, act of apostles, he said, for this same Jesus that you crucified, has God made both Christ, both Lord and Christ. God made him Christ, both Lord and Christ. So he said, Lord, there is referring to somebody who has authority. So that first raising of Christ, there is authority attached to it. There is it's a, it's a level of dominion. But God made him. How did he make him? By revealing laws of the spirit of life. Because it takes life. I told us you need life for dominion. Life is the essence of dominion. So every raising is a raising of life, of giving of life, and the giving of dominion. There is a dominion associated with Christ, the life that is in Christ. There is a dominion associated with, the life, with everlasting life. There is a dominion, the, the, the ruling life, the reigning life is eternal life. Which is the ultimate dominion. But they start us with the dominion of Christ. So, walking in the spirit, walking in the spirit, walking after the spirit, not after the flesh, is walking by the laws 
the laws that framed Christ. There are laws that framed Christ. The Bible talks about those laws. There are so many of them. Laws of, when, when I was telling somebody, I said, being spiritual is being patient. Being spiritual is being patient. Is suffering long. That is a spiritual person. <laughs> oh, he's suffering long. And when Christ is being taught you, they will be teaching you those things because inside Christ are a measure of long suffering, a measure of forbearance, a measure of endurance. You see, Christ, the, when, when Christ is really teaching you, he said, For ye have not so learned Christ, he so be that you have got. You have been taught of him. Yes, Galatians says us, the fruit of the spirit. These are actually manifestations of the, the laws that are in Christ. Long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, peace, joy, meekness. So being a meek person is a spiritual person. Shoton. So when you don't, don't pride yourself that I can pray 24 hours, it doesn't make you spiritual. Have you engaged laws of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus as, as Christ taught you? Have you heard Christ? When I pray, the essence of my prayer is that I will learn, I will hear Christ. When I pray, 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 laws of Christ should be quickened on my inside. I should be able to understand who, what framed Christ. What are the laws? The Bible talks about, he said, I beseech you by the, the gentleness and the what that is that of, of Christ. Give me that, uh, this, I want us to understand this so that we know the direction of our growth. I think it's Philippians or so. He said, I, 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 I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the gentleness and the, is it the meekness or something that, of Christ? Get it for me, please. I think it's in Philippians. Second Corinthians 10. These are, these are things we need to learn in these days so that we can perfect our Christ. And then we, by, by the time, he said, Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. Are you seeing something? By the meekness and... So if Christ is teaching you, he said, for ye have not so learnt Christ, he so be that, that you have heard him and you have been taught by him. When he's going to teach you, he's going to teach you his laws. He's going to teach you the things that, are, that made him up. He so be that you have heard him and you have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Now, the truth that is in Jesus are the laws that made him up. His truth are his righteousnesses that a man must obey in order to change from flesh to spirit. In order to change from ungodliness to godliness. So a godly person is meek. A godly person is gentle. So when, Christ, when you have heard revelations of Christ, the Spirit of God now comes to lead you in the path of truth so that you will know what really to engage, to, to be raised as Christ. Engaging laws in your, in your relationship with your brethren. It begins to teach you laws of gentleness, laws of kindness, laws of patience, enduring one another, forbearing one another. Because one another have 
excesses, baggages that we need to put up with. And one another can make us walk in the flesh. Walk in the flesh. What does it mean to walk in the flesh? To stop forbearing your brother, you are walking in the flesh. My brother. Not to be gentle with your brother, his flesh. Not to be kind. His flesh. Like daddy was reading that uh, first Peter yesterday. Add to your patience, add to your faith, knowledge, add to knowledge, uh, what is it called? Temperance. Second Peter. Are you seeing? These are deliberate things. He said, give diligence. That we have to give diligence to. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Peter. And beside all this, beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. Virtue there, they call they define virtue as strength of character. Strength of character. I see a lot of deficiency in character. Shall you understand? Virtue, add it, add it. Add it. Add it. And to virtue what? Knowledge. And to knowledge what? Temperance. You know what temperance is? Do you know what temperance is? It's self-control. He said, he that striveth for mastery is temperate in all things. He's self-control. He doesn't engage in excesses because you are striving for mastery. But they are doing this for a corruptible crown. How much more we that we are striving for an incorruptible crown. We must be temperate in all things. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. These are all zones of Christ. So I tell you, anybody as a body, godliness, brotherly kindness, this is what they call spiritual man. A man who is temperate is a spiritual man. A man who is kind to his brother is a spiritual man. A man who has charity. Is spiritual. The peak of charity or spirituality is charity. Yes, it's charity because the next allocation is going taking us higher than charity. So your your heart must have been exercised enough in charity because the next allocation, which is everlasting life, a man who engages in this is calling for everlasting life. What when you are calling for everlasting life? What are you doing? You are calling for the judgments. Of everlasting life. You are calling for quickening. Commandments of everlasting life. Because you can't be quickened without commandments. Now you cannot comprehend or align with the judgments of everlasting life if you have not done this realm well. Because you see, when you are when you are doing this, you are beginning to smell what the next allocation looks like. Because when everlasting life is coming, I see God placing more demand. Raising the bar of love. Raising the bar of love. We have loved in the time of Christ, but the bar is being raised. The bar of love. Because God is love. We are entering the zone of God. is the zone of love. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, when, when you look at all this, the, all, you put everything together, you sum up the commandment of Christ as love. He said the end of the commandment is what? Is charity out of a pure heart. Charity. What, what Christ does to you is to, he said, for Romans chapter 8, 
Romans chapter 8. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Are you seeing something? What is in Christ Jesus? Laws. <laughs> what is in Christ Jesus? So when I say I know Christ, what do I know? The laws that made up Christ. Christ is law weaved. The law of the spirit of... So the learning of Christ is the learning of the laws that framed him. And what are those laws? Loss of patience, loss of kindness, long suffering. He said, I beseech you, that's Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that you walk worthy of your vocation, that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are. What is our vocation? Is eternal life, is everlasting life, is our vocation. Eh? He said, Give all diligence to make your calling and election sure. Your calling and your election. Your calling is your vocation. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He said, how do we walk? With all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. You know, we need to understand these things and perfect it. Yes. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Endeavoring. When the Bible says endeavor, what is it saying? You, you put effort to achieve peace, to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of this peace is so important to make you know, you remember what he said? He said you walk worthy. What will make you worthy? A man of peace, a man who can keep peace, is a man who is worthy of the next allocation. And to keep peace, you know, the Bible says peace, being able to keep peace is so important even to our qualification for the next allocation. Did you, did you, you now look at, you begin to look at scriptures. So it's, it's a spiritual man, a spiritual man, one, you know, one thing you know about a spiritual man is that he's able to maintain peace. A spiritual man, when, when I know what I see about, if you say you are spiritual, I look at your ability to keep peace, to maintain peace. It takes a lot of spirituality to maintain peace because at times maintaining peace will mean you suffering loss. You understand what I'm saying? You, it will mean you suffering loss. At times it means you. It, it, it involves contriteness and meekness to maintain peace. Say so follow peace with all men. It's a commandment. Follow peace with all men. And what? And what? And holiness, without which no man can see God. People, we, we didn't understand the whole scripture, so we took holiness. That without holiness, no man can see God. He said, peace and holiness. <laughs> so a peaceable man cannot what? Can't see God. A, a, a man who is not peaceable cannot see God. So you see, Christ, when Christ, when Christ is being taught, the one basic thing you know about Christ is peace. Said so the wisdom that is from above is what? Is peaceable. To maintain peace. Said, he that will love life and see good days. One thing he should do, he should what? He should follow peace. He should ensure it. He should ensure peace. He that will love life. That we love life and see you see so these things 
are things we learn in the realm of Christ to qualify. When you say Christ, Christ, people don't know what it means to be Christ-like. So these are laws. You know, there is no law of peace inside us. We don't know peace inside us. That's why you see somebody will fight for their rights. But when you are, they are training you, when you are hearing Christ, when you are being taught by Christ, he will be begin to tell you, deny your rights for the interest of peace. For the interest of peace, say, deny your right, die to your right. If, if somebody asks you for his, uh, for your coat, give your shirt also. Why? So that there might be peace. He said, uh, Paul was rebuking the Corinthian church. He said, a brother go to law against another brother. He said, ah, ah, there must be a fault with you. Say, why is it that there is nobody wise among you that can reconcile you except you go to court? He said, why don't you suffer yourself to be cheated rather than going to strive in court? Have you, re have you read that? Have you read that? A brother go to, that is the extent to, to which a man should go to maintain peace. The extent to which you should go, that is, you suffer yourself to be cheated. That's a spiritual man. <laughs> we don't know what it means to be spiritual. When you stand on your right, no, I know they agree, I'm right, you are wrong, I'm right, you are wrong, I'm right, you are wrong, you are, you are not peaceable, you are not spiritual. A man who is given to strife is not spiritual. Because strife, Christ does not strife. Strife is for babies. He said, whereas there is among you envying, strife, division, are you not carnal? So when you are becoming spiritual, you are living strife. To avoid strife, a lot of times, you, may, you might need to keep quiet. To, I mean, that, is, that is spirituality. Oh my God, this is spirituality. <laughs> they are the laws that frame Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, now therefore there is utterly a fault among you. Because ye go to law, one with another. What takes you to law? Nobody is agreeing. Nobody wants to be cheated. Everybody wants to be right. And because they say, go, let's go to law, let's go and settle it. Let the law tell us who is right and who is wrong. And that against a brother. Why do you, rad not, why do you not rather take wrong? It takes a spiritual man to take wrong. You know, the more spiritual, what makes you able to take wrong? Because the laws of Christ is raising you above carnality. It's raising your values. You are beginning to cherish that which does not, does not um, appear. Because in the realm of Christ, you begin to follow why faith is what? We walk by faith, not by sight. The learning of Christ begins to um, reduce the value we place on the things that we see. To be spiritual. So, you know, you know we are struggling over this face towel. Now, the learning of Christ shows you that this towel is going to fade very soon. <laughs> it does not add value to my life. And your brother says, give it to me. You say, hmm. I, I will not give it to you because it is my own. 
Give it to me. Say, it's my own. I say, but it's my own. Say, no, it's my own. Say, let's go to law. A spiritual man sees through the air. What is in this thing? Nothing. There's nothing. Compared to the life that I have to gain in Christ. Now, for me to gain the life that is in Christ, I have to obey the law of Christ, the law of peace, not striving. So when we, like I said at the beginning, what defines God is the life that he has. And we are in the days that what we define us is the life that we have. So you will do anything to retain life. You will let go of anything. Now, the life of Christ, like I was saying, he said, why not the rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? To be defrauded means to be cheated. Eh? To be defrauded means what? To be cheated. That's a man that will maintain peace. So I said, a lot of things goes into, nay, ye do wrong and defraud and that your brethren. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? So it is unrighteousness. It is unrighteousness to defraud and to do wrong. And even what is now wrong, according to this revelation, according to this judgment, is that you don't suffer yourself to be defrauded. Instead of you allowing yourself to be defrauded, you fight for your rights. I fight for my rights. Nobody can rob me of my know my rights. That right is not your right. The right you have is the right to live. That is what you should fight for. The right to live is what you should fight for. And how do I fight for the right to live? By obeying the laws of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus. The right I have is to live. I have the right to live. My right is life. My inheritance is life. And so they introduced me to life for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Made me free from the law of sin and death. As I'm being free from the law of sin and death, it means they are, they are deleting the laws that framed me before, that made me carnal, that put me in the merry clay. So when those laws are being deleted, they are writing another law. That's the law of Christ, which cannot i cannot profit from until i walk after it who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit i've told us walking after the spirit at times means allowing yourself to be cheated we need to know what spirit is so as we are being raised you see there is a conversation that should break out in our midst when we are taught we are taught, we are taught, we are taught of Christ. We are taught of Christ. We are taught of the laws that are in Christ. Then we inherit the life that is in Christ. That life makes it possible for us, make us qualified to get the life, that, that, to get everlasting life, which is the next allocation. Don't forget the authority that they gave to Christ is that Christ should give to us everlasting life. Another place, John chapter 17, he said, God, Give me John chapter 17. Hallelujah. John 17. So, just, just a minute. So, when you walk in this law of Christ, what, like I told you, 
you acquire life. The life that is in Christ. The li every life is governed by laws. Every life is governed by laws. So the life that is in Christ has his own laws. And those laws are the laws of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus. So the Bible says, if you, if you walk after the flesh, you will die. Now flesh, like I've been talking, flesh, strife, envy, division. When you walk in that, you are obeying laws of death. You will die. But if you through the spirit, through the spirit, through the spirit, mortify, that is kill. If you through the spirit, mortify the deeds of the body. There are deeds, even when we got born again, we have deeds of our flesh intact. That it takes revelation of Christ to kill those deeds. Not just revelation, but obedience to that which is being revealed. Hallelujah. For if you live after the flesh, that is, he was writing to believers, not unbelievers. If you live after the flesh, which means every believer has tendency to live after the flesh. And when we're talking about the flesh, I've said it. Spirit is not just closing your eyes, not taking ice cream, not rubbing powder or using perfume. You can be using perfume and rubbing powders, but you are engaging loss of the spirit of life. You are hearing Christ. You are being taught by him constantly. And you are submitting those, those laws. If ye, if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. How do I mortify them? How do I kill them? Through the spirit, obeying the law of the spirit of life, the laws of the, of, of the body, of, of, the, of, of sin and death will be deleted. By yielding to another law. Amen. It is law for law. You will live. That is, you acquire the law that is in this life that is in Christ. That is the process of giving life. Amen. Amen. The process of giving life. So we need to understand. Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors to the flesh to live after the flesh. We are not debtors to the flesh. But if ye, if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, what will happen? You will live. You will live. You will live. You will live. What did I say in the beginning? I said, God, as the Father had life in Himself, so had He given to the Son to have life. This is the process of giving life. To give life to the Son, the Father was revealing laws of life. He became Christ because the Father gave Him the laws of Christ. He obeyed it, He acquired the life that is in Christ. And he now came to the realm of everlasting life. He had to hear also the voice of the Father that will communicate laws. Because everlasting life cannot be given without the commandments of everlasting life. And the commandments are of everlasting life, they are in the Father. Now, Jesus Christ now said, a time is coming where whoever sees the Son and believeth in him, we have everlasting life. Whoever sees the Son, because... Everlasting life has been given also to the Son. They have configured the Son with life everlasting. So he said, a time is coming that he, you will see him no more. Because he has gone to the Father. He said, the world seeth me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, 
you will live also. Are you seeing? What? No, I never understood that thing for a long time. Because I live, you will live also. Why will you live? Because I live. Because you will live the laws that make me to live. You will see in me the laws that make me to live. Now, the, the level he is now is not at the level of Christ. What will be, will be seen, he will be seen the everlasting man. The everlasting man that is also con who has been raised by everlasting life by the giving of judgments of everlasting life that the father gave to him. And he did. I said it, the work of the father. There's this song that uh, Larry sang that I, I like. It said, life is your business eater. Na lie most time. The most high, the most high. Higher life is your life. Life is your business eater. Now life most uh, eater. Now God, life is his business. Like anybody God is dealing with, he wants to give them life. That, that is his business. That is his will to give us life, to raise us. To quicken us. Now, what am I saying? You cannot fellowship with life entities if you don't have life in yourself. Mm. Hallelujah. The basis of fellowship is life. So they raise us. Now, he, the father, we are talking about the father and the son. And what I'm saying is that the son was raised by the father with the life of the father. So the same way they will raise us with the life that they have given to us. He said, he said um, give me Give me, um, where was I going before? I said you should give me, no, not John, uh, John 17, thank you. John 17. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come, glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. The people he has given him to give eternal life to are those who have been raised with the life that is in Christ. He has raised them with the life that is in Christ. You can't have eternal life except you have been raised by everlasting life. Hallelujah. The first, the, the, I'm telling us the process of giving life to us. They gave life to the son so that the son can in turn give the life that was given to him to us. Now that process is by they give life. He said, and this as many as thou hast given him, to give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Yes. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So Jesus Christ is his son. Jesus Christ is also the true God. You understand? What brought him to the category of the true God is the life that he inherited. What makes the only true God, he said, and this is eternal life. Eh? And this is, um, this is the, the true God. This is the true God and eternal life. Speaking about our Lord Jesus, this is the true God. He said that they might not be the only, what makes them the true God is eternal life. And they said they should now give it to man. How do they? How, they gave that life to Jesus. As the father had life in himself, so had he given to the son to have life. And he has given the son authority to execute judgment. 
Hallelujah. That is to give the same life. The same thing here. What am I saying? If you have not used the laws that is in Christ Jesus, those laws, they are to cleanse us from the law of sin and death and bring us to a place where we can comprehend the laws of everlasting life. The laws of everlasting life are higher than the laws of Christ. The laws of everlasting life, like Pastor Tucker was saying yesterday, they deal with the, with the sin of the beginning. Laws of everlasting. Now, this realm is, is a realm where we have to be sincere. Hallelujah. Because the, the revelation of everlasting life will be confronting some root things in us. That if you are not sincere, you will not. And the reason is so that you can give it up. You can give it up. They deal with motives, intentions, tendencies of that fallen cherub that he gave to man. Everlasting life will come to deal with those things. It's a great holiness, greater than the holiness that Christ gives us, the learning of Christ. Now, I saw something just as we learn Christ. He says we also have to learn God. Abby? I saw it in that uh, uh, John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Give, give me John chapter 5. He, he was saying that, as the prophet has said, and they shall all be taught of God. And they shall all be taught of God. He said there, if so, he said, if you are so, you have not so learned Christ, if so be that you have heard him and you have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. But another place now says, and they shall all be, the prophet prophesied it, and they shall all be taught of God. He now said, Aha, it is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. Every man therefore that has heard and has learned of the Father. Are you seeing something? So as we heard and we learned of Christ, we can also learn of the Father. So there is a learning in the Father, the learning that is in Father, what is in the Father, what constitutes the Father in this place is everlasting life. The learn of the Father, the learn everlasting life. The fatherhood dimension of God is everlasting dimension. So you have to hear him, you learn also. That's why the, poor, the Apostle John was saying, what we have heard... What are those things that they are hearing? They are hearing of the Father. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have what? So it is hearing of the beginning, learning of the beginning, that we deal with the sin of the beginning. Hearing of the, he said, as it is written by the prophets, give me, we have, we have, to, we have to see that thing. As it is written in the prophets, and they shall all be and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that had heard and had learned of the Father, cometh unto me. Give me the next one. Not that any man had seen the Father, save he which is of God. He had seen the Father. Are you seeing how they were, he was raised? Jesus was raised by what? Seeing. 
He was raised by what? Sin, the father. Said not, any man has not seen him. So because we too, we need to, he said, he whoever seeth the son, eh, may have everlasting life. So when he saw the father, what was the essence of his sin? He was, he was getting life. That is in the father. It's by seeing. Seeing there is comprehending, understanding. Seeing the father is seeing the laws that configure the life that is in the father. He said, the word, he said, I go to my father. The word seeth me no more, but you see me. Because I live. So if you see me, you will live. So Jesus Christ got life because he was seeing the father. So he was living. He was living. Seeing the father, comprehending the laws that govern the life that is in the father. So he can do them. Hallelujah. And he said in another place, he said, my father, as my father taught me. So the father teaches also. He said, you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and you have been taught by him. That is Christ. As the truth is in Jesus. Now he said, as my father taught me, I do those things that my, my father has taught me. Eh? So what did the father teach him? The truth that is in the father. Which informed life. So the giving of life is not without teaching. Is not without correction. Christ is given by us, seeing the life that is in Christ. Everlasting life also is given by us, seeing the Son, who also is a Father. Hallelujah. And when we, when we say seeing the Son, is also seeing the life. We see Him so that we can live. We see Him so that we can live. We are being raised by comprehending. Seeing is not seeing a vision. It's comprehending, understanding the laws. Don't ever forget. There are laws. You know, when, yesterday, wherever I was talking, ministry, all I was seeing that the realm of the spirit is calibrated by laws. It's governed by laws. If you are not ready to engage laws, what are laws meant for? They are for obedience. Laws are for obedience. So when we are engaging realm of the spirit, we are engaging laws that are responsible for the life that's in the spirit. We are engaging laws. Laws, there are laws of Christ. There are laws of everlasting life. I said, that shall keep quickening me by your commandments. For your commandments are life everlasting. So I can't come into everlasting life. Except I engage commandments of everlasting. And how do I engage it? I see it. I see the son. The son has been given life by the father. How did they give him life? By the laws. Say, I see. No one has seen the father. Except him. So he is the one that is living. And then he collected the light that is in the Father. And then he's now saying, if anyone will see me, he may have what? Everlasting life. The same way with eternal life. When you are raised a stature, you acquire everlasting life for the purpose of acquiring eternal life. Hallelujah. So what am I saying? Everlasting life, as we are learning, mm -hmm. I like this. Then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me. Are you as my Father had taught me. My Father taught me. What did He teach me? He taught me so I can have life. He taught me laws of life. He taught me the truth of life. So I speak these things. So Jesus Christ also submitted Himself to be taught. By the Father. He was taught by the Father. So there is no communication of life 
without being taught. Christ teaches us to give us the life that is in him. The Father teaches us to give us the life that is in him. God will also teach us eternal life. It is all in knowledge. This is life eternal, that we may know him, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent, the only true God. Now, I think I should close now. In closing, let's quickly look at Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12. Everybody who will come to life, who will come to fellowship, must be ready to hear, must be ready to learn, must be ready to do, must be ready to be corrected, must be ready to change, must be ready to give up. One thing, if you have not heard anything, hear it that what defines us is life. In the days to come, man will no longer be def defined by how many, how many millions they have, how many houses they have, how many influence you have over human beings, how many influence, how many churches you have planted, how many influence you have, how many gifts of the spirit you have, is how much life have you acquired? How much life have you acquired? So if I'm going to be defined by life, if authority that I have is going to be according to the life I have acquired, then I must raise acquiring life above every other thing. When I look at other things and I look at life, I should throw away other things to get life. Because nothing means anything like getting life. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to be defined by life. These things, they are, they, are, they are the things that they will cleanse us from these things we are talking about. You know, when Pastor Sire was preaching, that they just, I was just wondering. I said, these things, they are things that understanding it is only understanding and priority the premium we place on life that can heal us of idols because we know that an idol is nothing in this world an idol does not define you you will look like an idol when you worship an idol hallelujah it doesn't amount to anything those natural placements, natural advantages, natural those things, if, if it is, it will rob you. If that is what you are looking for. It will rob you of life because you will need to break the law of life to get those things by force. God can bring you to a place of advantage, not because you are looking for it. Not because, and before he even takes you to that place of advantage, you see that it's people who are not looking for it that God actually exalts to that place. People who are really looking for it, God will throw you down. Because you, are, you will be breaking laws of life to get those things. Like, like he was saying, you stab your brother at the back. You edge, you, you edge your brother out because you are not seeing life as the real advantage. You are not seeing life as the real edge. When you see life as the real edge, you will prefer your brother because you know that it's, in preferring your, it's a law of life. So it's a law of Christ. The law that we learned in Christ, preferring one another in love, is a law of Christ. It is spirituality. So it is carnality and it is death to want to edge my brother out of an, a place of advantage. At times we do, we do it carelessly to edge your brother out. You can speak evil of your brother so that People will look down on him and then look up to you. It is death. It is death. And it's because of lack of understanding 
of what life really is. The value of life. Value of life. I've, I've seen things in this my small lifetime. How believers can, can eat up one another. Stab one another at the back. Do you understand? Just because you want an advantage. You want an advantage. Life is a real advantage. Life is a real advantage. Life is a real advantage. Life, because life will exalt you. Life will give to you what men, what men will even struggle for. And if, it doesn't, if you don't even get what men struggle for, you get life. When you have life, you have everything. Praise the Lord. So God, in these days, God will be healing us of those things. When, by, by the time we make life, acquisition of life, the, the priority of our life, we'll be able to overlook a lot of things. You want my coat? Eh? You, will have, you can have my vest also. As long as I have life. He's struggling with my coat. Over my coat with you. Will make me lose life. I better lose my coat to you. Praise the Lord. So, yes. Hebrews chapter 12. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. You know, this is part of training. It's part of teaching. Abi, you rebuke when you are teaching. You go wrong, you do something that is wrong, they rebuke you. They are, they are because they want to give you something. Now, the, our father also does that. When he wants to give us life. He chastens it. For whom the Lord loveth, he chastens it. And scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Yes. If he endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with what? Sons. For which son? What son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Yes. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not stones. Hmm? Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and do what? And live. And live. So for us to acquire life, what do we need? To be in subjection unto the Father of Spirit. Now what are we, how do you come into subjection? That is you submit yourself to his judgments. To his standards. That is what we learn when we are learning the Father. We learn his standards. That we correct our wrongness. The Father goes for those tendencies, those sins of the beginning, they want to uproot it from our being, but they would they do it by showing us judgments of everlasting life, judgments of what is right. Like everybody has been saying, what is right before God is not to take preeminence, to look for preeminence. It is a wrong thing. It is unrighteousness. And in trying to look for preeminence, you have to bring everybody down. 
You have to push yourself forward. You have to make yourself to be what you are not. You know, Paul was saying, less people will exalt him, think of him above what he is. He is not. <laughs> Abi, that's a... Second Corinthians chapter, there, there is a way you can look at Paul. And he is not that like that. Because you are judging him according to the measure of revelation that he has. Let's see it. So what am, I, what am I saying? You have to come into subjection to the father of spirits so that you can live. We get life by submitting to the laws of life. Laws of Christ, you get the law of Christ, submit to everlasting laws. You get law. You get the life that is everlasting. You submit to eternal, because eternal life also has learnings. Hallelujah. And you have to submit to those things. There are laws at every realm. Say, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me. Lest I should be above, uh, exalted above measure. Uh -huh. there's, there's a... No, 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 no. Give me the... The uh -huh, six for though I would desire to glory, I should not glory, I should not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, <laughs> or that he heareth of me. Say, Ah, Paul, hey. Paul, hey, Paul. He said, you can think of him above what you see of him. If he begins to glory, if he begins to share his CV, say, eh, now wow, not knowing that he has not really attained yet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But what am I saying? I'm saying that there are laws that govern this life. So the knowledge we are acquiring is the knowledge of the laws that govern the life of God at every level. The knowledge of what... So what they are hearing from the beginning, are they are the laws of the beginning. They are the righteousness of the beginning. That righteousness, we need to learn it. They will teach us righteousness of the beginning. Righteousness of the beginning that can combat the sins of the beginning. Praise the Lord. You need to hear it. You need to look upon it. You need to, you, and then you need to do it so that you can get, when you hear, what you hear, you, give me, that's um, first, um, first John chapter 2. Finally, I'll close by that. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope I've been able to help some people. So these things will help us to journey well. See, you understand? To journey well. So you know the direction of your growth. You won't be spooky. You won't be spooky. You won't think spirituality is to close your eyes and not drink water and not wash your face. No. I'm spiritual when I'm being peaceable. I'm spiritual. When I'm able to give up my right for peace sake. That is spirituality. That is Christ's level. And I need to perfect that. Because the realm we are going to is a high realm. Amen. 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 First uh, John chapter 2, towards the end. Towards the end. Towards the end. In verse 22, 20, 22, 
24. Let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. Are you saying the reason for the hearing of the beginning, if that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain, how does it remain in you? It has become your lifestyle. Shall remain in you. Eh? Ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. You will continue if what you have heard. Eh? You will continue in the Son and in the Father. Yes. And this is the promise that he had promised. Even what? So you don't continue in life except you hear and then you continue in what you... So there is the hearing, there is the doing to have life. There is the hearing, there is the doing to have life. Jesus Christ showed us that example. You do Christ, you have the life that is in Christ. You do everlasting judgment. You get the life that is in everlasting... You get everlasting life. You do eternal judgment. You get eternal life. Life is his business. And the Father... And his son is talking about a life that they share in common. And they are inviting all of us to come and share in that life. So we, they, all of us should be conformed to the image of the son. It is the father that grows men. He grows men with life. And they give that life in measures. Measure upon measure. Measure upon measure. My prayer this season is that we will cross from death to life. We are going to engage laws of life. Amen. We are going to see Christ the way we have not seen him before. Amen. And as we see him, we are going to be doing what we see of him. Amen. We are going to be doing, we are going to be engaging the laws that framed of Christ. The laws of the life that is in Christ. We will see them clearly like never before. And we will do them. Amen. We will cross to everlasting life. But we will also see the sun. We will comprehend the life that is in the sun. We will comprehend the laws that frame the sun, the everlasting sun. And we will inherit everlasting life. We will cross to eternal life in the name of Jesus. But wherever level you are, I know a lot of us are at a level where we still need to comprehend a lot about Christ. I thank God, God helped me to throw light on who, what makes up Christ. Laws of the spirit of life make up Christ. Anybody who engages those laws to, 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 to delete the law of sin and death, you are becoming spiritual. It is only a spiritual man that can comprehend God. Laws of everlasting life. It takes a spiritual man to comprehend it. And you don't become spiritual except you engage the laws of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus. Let's begin to pray this afternoon. Pray, spirituality, temperance. When a man is temperate, he's spiritual. A man that lacks self-control is not spiritual. You can give in to the dictates of your flesh anytime. Give in to anger, give in short. Some of us say we, are, we, are, we have short fuse. Our fuse get blown easily. It's carnality. <laughs> say I have a short fuse for that attitude. Those things that is blowing your fuse. God, our, our Lord will teach you the laws that will make your fuse 
to be long, it, it will not blow easily. It will be stronger. You will be firmer in your ability to give in to flesh. You will be firm. You will not be blowing your fuse everywhere. After some time, you will be out of fuse when all the fuse are blown. Because brethren have ability to help you blow your fuse easily. Spiritual, you want to be spiritual. That might be your prayer now. Lord, I want to be spiritual. I want to get the life that is in Christ. So I can move, I can finish it and go for the life, for everlasting life. The life of the Son, the life of the Father. Everlasting life and go to eternal life. What God wants to give, his will is that we come to everlasting life. His will is that we come to eternal life. And Jesus is set to do it for us. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Father, we give glory to your name. Lord, you will strengthen us. You will make our eyes to see. We'll see better than we have been seen. We will comprehend. We'll come into understanding of life in the name of Jesus. Life in all levels. Those of us who are at the level of getting the light that is in Christ, you will quicken our pace, Lord. We will be, our, our legs, will be, our feet will be made strong to walk after the life, this law of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus so that we can be qualified for the life everlasting, for the judgment of everlasting life, so that we can see life, we can see life, we can see life in the name of Jesus.